Andy McNamara with you. This is Argonauts Football. You're listening on TSN 1050, tsn1050.ca, and on the iHeartRadio app. After two quarters of play, the Argos lead the Eskimos 24-14. to Let's send it back down to BMO Field with Mike Hogan and Jeff Johnson. Uh, gentlemen, I'm excited to see what James Wilder has in store, store for the second half. What about you guys? Story, but we'll have to wait because Edmonton getting the ball first as Hyra Law, who has it up on the tee, Mike Hogan, Jeff Johnson, Kate Pedersen back. And we're about ready to go here. Hyrule who has it teed up. And the uh, Argonauts will give up the ball to start, but will get the wind in the fourth quarter. And it will be Trayvon Van taking at the 10-yard line. 15-20 far numbers going right to left. 25-30, 35-40. And he will finally be knocked out of bounds by Naka Sanyeka out of Warrior. Put a beat on Queens today. 40-17, I think, was the final in that one. Ooh. So 46-yard line, that's where the Eskimos will start with Mike Riley, who went 7 of 15 for just 114 yards passing in the opening half, and 46 of that came on the touchdown to Brandon Zilstra. I think the Argonauts would take those numbers. Absolutely. Well, the Eskimo offense has been a little bit off for several weeks now. They're still trying to find their groove, and that's okay. They're playing against a very good Argonaut defense. Troy Davis, Victor Butler, Dylan Wynn, and Lyndon Gadosh is out to start in the half. At right tackle, back to pass, is Mike Riley. And he goes over, throws a dart to the 50-yard line, and getting about three more yards after that was Darrell Walker. And that will be good for eight yards. Darrell Walker finally played his first game last year. He had uh, just, or last week, he just got cut from the NFL camp and came back with an eight-catch, 93-yard performance. Welcome back, Darrell Walker. And uh, I guess he was a victim of the final cuts in the NFL. Two for 25 so far today. That's three now for 33. They need two yards. They'll give it to Van who gets the first down and more. Marcus Ball will haul him down but not until Van gets to the 47 yard line of the Argonauts and another Edmonton first down. You know I was surprised that they only went to Van a couple of times in that first quarter because he looked like a very explosive tailback and in an offense that doesn't seem to be getting it together. I'd be going with that running game especially when Van did touch the ball. Looked like he was getting a little you know he's getting some yards. He's down on the depth chart, though. I think they have, uh, they have at least two uh, running backs out ahead of him. Well, this guy's explosive. Yes, absolutely. Out of Montana. And they'll go to the ground game. And this is Richard in now. And the product of Laval will take it down to the 38-yard line. Good for nine yards. They only rushed the ball four times, aside from one quarterback sneak, in the entire first half. They have two here so far. Yeah, and Riley was, uh, I think his numbers were about, you know, slightly over 50%, so they weren't great. I don't know why they wouldn't go to the run game more, but obviously they've decided that, hey, you know what, this is going to maybe help our offense, and they're running now. Eskies need four feet on second down. They bring everybody into the box, and Riley is going to get the first down with a flag down. One would assume from where that was thrown, somebody lined up offside. That is usually the call when the uh, line judge makes the call in that situation and we'll wait and see it was a gain of about five yards so either way it's not going to matter Toronto number 92 five yard penalty first down Troy Davis the guilty party I didn't see him move so he must have lined up offside New York native three sacks so far for the Argonauts this year despite only getting an opportunity to play because of injury to Victor Butler and now Sean Lemon First down at the 32-yard line of the Argonauts. It's 24-14 for Toronto. Eskimos in field goal range now. Riley 
play action. Throws it out to Adarius Bowman, who makes the catch inside the 25 or the 24. And that was Rico Murray, very quick on the tackle out of Kent State, the Cincinnati native, who had a touchdown earlier this game in Ottawa when he fell on a fumble after a bad snap that caught Trevor Harris unprepared, ill-prepared, not prepared, and it ended up in the end zone. Second and one now from the 24. Again, the Eskimos have a tight end on the near side. And a flag goes down, and they've blown the play dead. That's usually an indication the offense did something wrong. Usually, not always. Or did one of the Argos get inside that that neutral zone? Or was there no flag at all? There you go. Pushing him back. So it'll be second down and six now. That's a very costly penalty. Yeah, and uh, both teams make personnel changes. Very costly in addition to because the uh, van was about to explode around the corner and turn that into a big play. Interesting. They had Bear Woods on short yardage and Plummer off the field. And now that it's a passing down, Plummer, the bigger of the two, goes back on the field and Bear Woods checks it. You know what? They've been doing that and they were doing that in the first half too. So the Argos playing with personnel a little bit. And I think it's a smart thing because when you got guys sometimes being nicked up, it's good to have some different bodies moving around a bit. Six yards to get. Back to pass is Riley has a man for the first down, down to the 15-yard line, and he spins off one tackler. Dekeel Williams with a nice move will get down to the 10-yard line. And he's limping. He gets up. He had somebody fall on him at the end of that play. And that was Terrence Plummer, who was first player in. Dekeel Williams runs a little curl pattern. Dekeel hits him, or sorry, Terrence Plummer hits him. But the kill Williams does a great job of spinning off of it and keeping his feet underneath him and turning that into a big game for the Asks. Johnny Sears finally brought him down. He's hurt, Williams. Just take a knee. He's limping up there still. Yep. They're going to go to the pistol. They've got Van behind Riley. Ball in the left hash mark. And they're going to run an end around, and it gets blown up big time. They tossed it to Darrell Walker, and Marcus Ball makes a hell of a play. Ball in the backfield on that play. That's a loss of eight yards. And I'm going to chalk this up because pre-snap, you got Bear Woods lined up on the line. So the Argos actually have five guys on the line. Marcus Ball comes from the field side off the edge. He reads this. He knows that this is coming. So that comes from a uh, from study during the week. He yep. knew that that play was coming. Ball there when... Walker picks up the, uh, takes the handoff, and big play by the Argos. The market is a loss of six. It's at the 17-yard line. They need to get to the one. They're going to set up the screen. Riley has it knocked in the air and juggled and juggled and caught by a hoggy. <laughs> An offensive lineman just made the catch. Tic-tac-toe. And that was Joel Figueroa. <laughs> I'm guessing his first CFL catch. Are you kidding me? That must have hit four different linemen. Tuggle knocked it up first. And then Cleon Lang knocked it up. And then Kelly knocked it up. <laughs> and then it went in and out of the hands of, I think, Bryant Mitchell. Holy hot potato. And then it was caught by Joel Figueroa. That was entertaining just to see how many hands that touched. Well, he ended up losing three yards. So up comes the field goal unit. They're a man short. David Beard is not out there, and the left guard is going to sprint out. So Joel's got his first catch, minus three. <laughs> <laughs> Not a good average. <laughs> Hugh O'Neill's going to come in for the field goal from 28, right in the middle of the field, kicking toward the Gardner. Snap and hold are good. It's up. Missed it. 
and he'll go into the crowd so some lucky fan will get a ball. Somebody just lost their beer down onto the field, but it's a single point, 24-15, and the Argonauts have the lead. We'll take the timeout. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050. The man to my right is Jeff Johnson. He played here for 12 years, two more with the team that will be not mentioned. to play down the QEW a little bit. And on Friday night, what's happening, Jeff Johnson? Friday night. What's happening on Friday night, Jeff oh, Johnson? Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah, there's a dinner up at York University. Because? Um, two people are being inducted into this uh, Sports Hall of Fame there. Including? From the football aspect? Cosentino. Yes. Yeah. And? <laughs> And I am as well. Congratulations. Thank you very much. It's going to be a fun evening. Uh, it'll be a blast. I'm going to go up and MC that. It may at some point turn into a roast when you're being inducted. <laughs> no, 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 no. We no, won't have a, none of that now. It's a very, very special night. And it'll be a good time. Sincere congratulations to somebody who watched you play at York. Uh, absolutely thrilled and couldn't be a more highly deserved honor. Uh, you were, uh, we have a lot of fun, but dude, you, you balled at York without question. Thanks, buddy. It was a play. ton of fun. I had amazing people all around me during that time. It was, uh, it'll be a treat on Friday to celebrate it. So the Argonauts will now get back at it, up by nine, and Ray gets hit as he throws the football, and again, it, is, and it bounced around a couple of times. Forrest Hightower was able to knock it down, and it will be second down and 10 from the 35. Ricky Ray in the first half, 17 of 23, 74% completion rate, and 196 yards in the air. Cody Pajardo had a two-yard touchdown pass. Tyler Holmes was lined up across from Euclid and uh, was assigned to push Euclid outside and then run downfield and kind of missed him a little bit. Euclid was able to take a straight shot through to Ricky and uh, hit him as, as he was throwing the ball. Euclid's moved around a little bit. Fourth year in the league, first with the Eskimos. Started here in Toronto, and Ray is going to get sacked inside the 30-yard line, and that is going to be Almondo Sewell with only his second sack of the season, believe it or not. He had a fumble cover recovery. He has more big plays, so to speak, with a fumble recovery in the sack than he had all season long. He played 10 games. He had 17 tackles and a sack, and that's it from one of the usually one of the biggest difference makers in the league. Yeah, and that was an effort sack there. He made uh, first contact with Tyler Holmes, wrapped outside, bumped into to Wilder, then cut underneath and ended up uh, hitting Ricky as Ricky was stepping up into the pocket. That's not a good punt from Hyra Lahu. It'll bounce. Dan will take it at the 40-yard line. Levine well got held. No flag. Turning the corner now is Van. 55-45-40 and knocked it bounce at the 34-yard line. That was in space, too. I don't know how they missed that. Nonetheless, the Eskimos have the ball back, a nine-point deficit against the Argos. Can Toronto hang on to the lead? We'll find out when we come back. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050. Hogan Johnson with you. Kate Pedersen down on the sidelines. The 7.55 remaining here in the third quarter. The Argonauts have a 24-15 lead over the Eskimos who will take over at the 35-yard line on a nice return by Trayvon Bam. And this is, uh, you know, all a part of football, ebbs and flows of games. Right now, the Eskimos have some momentum shifting into their direction. I mean, albeit on the last attempt, they missed a field goal, but the Argos' offense hasn't been able to do anything. They got to Ricky a couple of times, got some pressure. They sacked him and uh, slowing down the Argos' offense. 
Now the Eskimos offense has a chance after a big return by Trayvon Van. That's a huge return. He got around the corner and got uh, well into the Argos zone here. And the, here's the Eskimos at the Argos 34 and a half, 35. And they start will put to it Eskimos in their home uniforms. The home green with the gold helmets, gold pants, and gold numbers. Moving right to left toward the guard. Riley has two receivers to either side. They've got a tight end on the right side. They're going to run the ball up the A-gap with Van, who will take it down to the 30-yard line for a gain of five. Right now, the Argonauts can use a turnover in more ways than one. Here's a stat that's, well, rather damning. They have lost the last 16 games where they have lost the turnover battle. I don't like that. And since they won the Grey Cup in 2012, they are 34-6 and six when they win the turnover battle. They are 3-37 and 37 when they lose it. Ooh, why even bother... Keeping score, just play for 60 minutes. Why look at any other stat? You know, just let's yeah. focus on securing the ball. Second and five from the 30-yard we'll line. Eskimos will end up with four receivers, including Calvin McCarty to the near side who checks in. And Riley looked at him to check down. Instead goes the other way to Van. There's a flag down, and there's a ball carrier down. As Marcus Ball, who's having a whale of a game, makes the tackle of Van immediately. And I believe this is going to be a holding call against the Edmonton Eskimos. Do you push them back, or do you send out the field goal unit now? This is an interesting call. O'Neal missed. I make him kick the field goal now. It, it would be a 37-yard field goal attempt. Holding Edmonton, number 67. Penalties declined. Third yep, down. third down. So they're going to force them to kick. Yeah. And, that and actually, that does make sense because they lost five yards on that play. So it will be a 42-yard field goal attempt, not the 37. That holding call was on uh, Colin Kelly, who's uh, trying to hold on to Victor Butler, <laughs> showing luck. the motor, trying to get to Riley. Kristen Jackson's back in the end zone in case O'Neill misses this one. He missed the last one from 27. This is from 42. A little bit of a high snap. It's down. The kick is up, and he missed it again to the left side, and here goes Marquise. Marquise Jackson to the 5, to the 10, to the 15. He's got the corner. Great block down the sideline. 25-30. Goodbye. No flags. The Martise Falcon soars to the end zone. And it's a touchdown, Toronto. Are you kidding me? I thought, oh my goodness, his toes just skimmed that sideline. It was close. It was Winnipeg. Yeah, the put return of Winnipeg where he did that. And we have been waiting and waiting. Wow. It was, I believe, 67 kicks between big plays for the Argonauts. And Martise Jackson has a 32-yard punt return. And that is going to be about a 128-yard wide field goal return. Well, Hoagie, let me tell you something. A missed field goal, there isn't any reason a return team shouldn't be able to bring home, bring back a return at least to midfield on every single missed field goal. Was that Dylan Wynn with the big block on the sideline? There was a big Hoagie that absolutely opened up the lane down the side and he was waiting on the sideline for <laughs> anybody in golden green to show their face and he just stood there and uh and took him on and there was a woman in the end zone right where he ran wearing a number 30 and he flipped <laughs> the ball to her here's the extra point it's good and the argonauts have extended the lead to 31 to 15 big plays aplenty at bemo today and the argos have the lead with six and a half minutes left in the third quarter you're listening to argos football on tsn 1050. well i wish this game had a big player two in it mike hogan and jeff johnson with you 
125-yard missed field goal return Outstanding. is not a record for the Toronto Argonauts. Your teammates of two guys who did it from Bichar. 129 yards. Double D. Yeah, I remember Bashar against BC. That was at the Rogers Center. Do you Double know the D. other one? Dorsey. Yes, nice. Yeah. Dominic Dorsey at Montreal in 2007. Both of those came in 2007. What, what was the date in Montreal? Uh, August the 2nd, 2007. I broke my leg the week after, or uh, a month later. Wow. Um, on, on a return touchdown that Dorsey took to the house against Winnipeg. And Bashar, June 28, 2007, at Toronto against BC. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, a missed field goal, You, it should be an opportunity to get at least to midfield, if not score every single time. A lot of teams don't uh, follow that philosophy. Milanovic wasn't into that that much. You have to have buy-in from your special teams and your head coach because you got to practice it. Trayvon Van takes the kickoff, and another nice special teams tackle by Nakas Onyeka, who had only five heading into the game, but has at least two today. And the return will take it out to the 33-yard line. So the Argos now with a 31-15 lead, six minutes remaining in the third quarter. It's good to see Onyeka make a couple plays. He's trying to make up some ground after that penalty he had early in the game on uh, on a, an illegal block uh, on a nice return. He and Kwaku Botang are tight. They both played at Laurier, and yeah. both were drafted this year. Kwaku's playing today for uh, Edmonton. And he has a sack. Yep. Back to pass Riley. Quick little in route. It is caught to the 40-yard line, and one more added on after the catch by Darrell Walker, and it will be second and short for the Eskimos. Quick three-step drop. Rick, uh, Riley looking out to his right side. Makes it easy for the offensive line to just quickly engage in the D-line. They're going for a quick one here. And we'll see Riley go off guard. Maybe almost out to the tackle on the left side. He'll get across the 45 for a gain of about five yards. This so, Esk's uh, offense seems to have a bit of sense of urgency right now. I, I, this, uh, it may be passed today. I'll have to do the math. But heading into this game, we talked about the, the half that Wilder had where he, averages 20, where he averaged 21 yards a carry in the first half. Coming into this game, you know who is the leading yards per carry leader with the Argonauts? I'll give you the answer after this play. First and ten from the, the thrill. And it's over the middle, almost intercepted. Brandon Harris was the closest man. I mean this year. The, the, the man leading the charge. On yards average, per carry. Average rush this year, 6.2 yards. Ricky Ray. Ricky Ray. <laughs> Ricky Ray. I knew it was coming somewhere offside. Ricky Vick. <laughs> Uh, he's getting more dynamic as the years go on. Yeah. Well, that, maybe that's what's helped Wilder today. Everybody's focusing on Ricky running the football. <laughs> I'm you know, sure that's it, Hogan. They're selling out on 15, and 32 has just gone off. Back to pass. Riley coming near side, almost picked off. Again, they challenged Alden Darby. And again, the Arizona State product makes a big play. And it's going to be third and ten for the Edmonton Eskimos. The Eskimos offense looking very vanilla. It, I mean, there were three receivers lined up to the left of Riley, and everybody seemed to run a curl pattern, which just, you know, has each receiver just kind of sitting in the zone between Argo defenders. Marcus Ball was on the inside of that one. Darby was on the outside. Ball dove across looking like Superman just missed it, and uh, Darby knocked it down. Well, let's see how tired Martise Jackson is. Just took a field goal back 125 yards for a touchdown. Try seeing that in the NFL. Jackson will take it. 15-yard line. And we'll cut back out, get across the 20, move up the 27-yard line. A mortal return from Martise Jackson. 
and the Argos will start there, nursing a 31-15 lead over the Eskimos with four minutes and change remaining in the third quarter. This is Argo Football on TSN 1050. Johnson with you. Argos will take over their own 21-yard line, leading 31-15. We have a couple of seconds here. Let us congratulate Big 5-0. Number 50, Michael O'Shea, your old room dog with the Argonauts for many years. Yes. Into the Hall of Fame. Great speech on Thursday night. Fantastic turnout as well. Uh, former teammates and uh, some of the other Argos who made it that night. Mike Clemens, Mookie Mitchell, Bill Simons, who are all in the Hall of Fame. Former coaches in the Hall of Fame, Bob Ovilovich, Russ Jackson, although I think he was probably in there for his quarterbacking more yes. than his coaching. Uh, Paul Masati, Chad Full, Jude St. John, Chris Giascus, Adriano Belli, Jeff Keeping, Brian Ramsey, Bob Bronk, Mike Morielli, Stacey Corey, Dwayne Ford, and Peter Martin. Mike McCarthy, the former GM, also there. Great Argo representation in the hammer for that night and well-deserved. Michael Shea, Anthony Calvillo, Kelvin Anderson, the former players, G. Roy Simon, uh, Stan Schwartz, and uh, Brian Towers. What a group going into the hall. On first down, they're going to throw an out pattern to Devere Posey, who's been pretty quiet tonight. That's a gain of about five. It's second and five. Anything you want to say about your own room dog? Oh, absolutely. You know what, uh, Hope? There's, there's a few people that, you know, come across our lives and, you know, will always kind of, impact us in a certain way and uh there's a handful of people in my life michael shea is one of them i was very fortunate to be roommates with him for about seven years and i always looked up to him and uh he just carried himself in such a professional manner um on and off the field and uh no question he was the ultimate teammate he taught you just by what he did um you know how to do it right and you know he was never it was never about him never ever about him it was always about what was going on around him and helping everybody else understand that that was what was important um, was going to make the team better and uh, just a phenomenal, phenomenal man, husband, friend, and uh, yeah, I couldn't, uh, very, very happy to see him uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame. Devere Posey again with a first down catch to the 34 yard line. One catch in the first half, two catches in successive plays, and it's a first down. They go play action and dump it off to Armani Edwards in space, and he will get forced to the corner and knocked it down to 40. So a gain of six yards for. The Appalachian State product, who won at quarterback in one of the biggest upsets, maybe the biggest upset in NCAA history. Ten years ago this month, little Appalachian State went into the big house and beat Michigan. And boy, did he do a lot of interviews this month. Oh, the big house down. Man. That is so celebrated. Uh, ESPN Game Day on uh, College Football Game Day did a great feature. If you can dig that up. Armani couldn't be there, but a lot of his teammates were. Ray's going to cover the near side. Uh, he's looking for Martise Jackson, and it will be incomplete. It'll be third down and four. So the Argonauts still with a 16-point lead here, 249 remaining in the third quarter. Edmonton's going to get the ball back as Trayvon Van drops back. Those were a couple key yards for the Argos to get there to allow them an opportunity to kick this ball into Eskimo territory so that they can start with it uh, in their end. Hopefully the cover unit can do their job here and then uh, have the Argo defense come out and, and uh, secure that mid- middle of the field. This would be a place where old Shea would run a fake. Argos won't. Hyralahu, nice kick. Will come down basically on the number on the 30-yard line on the far side. Great job by Matt Black to establish the edge. Force man back into multiple Argos, and they'll stop at the 31-yard line. That was a veteran move, J.J., to get the angle and force it back up to Oh, man, that's a good play. Well, what he did was he knew he wasn't going to be able to make the tackle. So he just kept his position and kept the blocker inside of him 
And if Matty had committed one way or the other, Van would have gone the opposite side. And so what Matt did said, you know what, I'm just going to hold my ground here. Van is going to dance, not pick a side, and it's going to buy my teammates time to come down and make the tackle. And that's the exact kind of thing that Michael Shea would teach his guys. Like, listen, you're not going to make the play right now. It's not about you getting your tackle and your stat. You know, you secure that spot so that someone else can come in and make the play. Ground game. Van is going to kick it outside. And Wynn, who made the big block on the touchdown run, has another big play, a tackle for a loss as he forces a two-yard setback, and it will set up second down and long. Mike Wiley held to 142 yards passing so far today with uh, inside two minutes remaining in the third quarter. Last week put up 461 against Calgary. Yeah. Uh, this Argo defense is, is playing very good football, and there's, uh, you know, any one of the guys making plays every single play. And there's Wynn again making a name for himself inside there and showing why he should be out there every every game. Three receivers to the boundary. Ball on the right hash mark at their own 30-yard line. There was some movement on the offensive line. The Argos jumped, but the guard stood up. And that's going to be a penalty against the Eskimos, I would presume. Here's Kim Murphy to verify that. Edmonton, number 55. It's a five-yard penalty. Remains Jacob second Murphy. down. Who was drafted a uh, high draft pick of the Montreal Alouettes ends up here in Edmonton after two years in Montreal, and he is in playing uh, for Matt O'Donnell. And Hoagie, where Matt is, he's got uh, Dylan Wynn lined up across from him, and I can guarantee you he's shaking in his booties. That's why you guys go offside. He's off his game. He's nervous. He's not paying attention to the cadence. All he can think about is the guy across from that keeps beating him, and he goes offside. Matt O'Donnell is kicked out to the right the left tackle. We'll take a look for Joel Figueroa here on the break. Back to Pascal's Riley, four-man rush. Pressed out of the pocket. Looking, looking, looking. He's going to throw across his body in the middle of the field and get the first down to Bryant Mitchell, who's been quiet tonight. And Mitchell will get uh, close to midfield and an Eskimo first down. He will get midfield. That is a gain of 23 yards. Can't say I've ever seen anybody throw a back across their body with the kind of velocity that Mike Riley has. Great job by the Argo D-line, pressuring. They collapse the pocket. Davis gets in there. Riley could have ran downfield for, probably could have grabbed the first down, but uh, decided to throw back across his body for the for completion and some extra yards. If you would say before the game that Bryant Mitchell and Joel Figueroa had the same number of catches, the Argos would take it. <laughs> they each have one. They're going to go Lashard on the ground game, off guard on the right side, and that will be a gain of two. I don't see Figueroa. So big Matt O'Donnell, six foot eleven, three hundred and fifty pounds, moved out to left tackle. Kid from Holy Cross High School in Kingston. My stepkids went, then off to Queens. He's got a tryout with the Boston Celtics, even though he had never played uh, basketball Get out of here. since uh, high school. They looked at the body type. Back to pass goes Riley, throws it to the ground in the direction of Cleon Lang, and closest man of the football was Pascal Lachard, and it will be a putting situation for the Eskimos, so the Argonauts defense does it again. And that was uh, Justin Tuggle, an opportunity to get in on the play, lines up on the D-line, and creates havoc, gets into the backfield. You know what, he's a lighter guy, but sometimes you throw a guy like that out there, he's got a little more speed, and he's able to get around the tackle and uh, get into Riley's face and hits him just as he's throwing the ball. They're really, I think, confusing Edmonton with personnel and formation. Yeah, I think the, the Eskimos are also struggling with the, uh, some substitution challenges and communication, yeah. and uh, the Argos have them on their heels. Kick going toward the sideline again as 
O'Neill will get the corner at the 16-yard line, so we'll take the timeout. Argos with a 31-15 lead. In fact, that's the final play of the third quarter. We'll come back with the final 15. Argos up big. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050.